in a dark world filled with deceit. One united voice is crying out. Revealing the truth of God's word. It's time to expose the hidden truth. And unravel the lies. While we're living in Satan's little season. With Sister Crystal and Brother Phil. Welcome to Living in Satan's Little Season Show. We're your hosts. Sister Crystal. And Brother Phil. Topic today, one of our favorites, New Jerusalem. We're talking about that ultimate sanctuary city that we're going to live in one day. So we want to know all about it. And believe it or not, the Bible gives us quite a bit of description of this. Well, yeah, and I think people are looking forward to going to it, but they're confused at what it's called. Yeah, it's called, of course, New Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. And let's not get us confused with Old Jerusalem, <laughs> which we don't care about anymore, because the New Jerusalem is way better, and this one is the one that came down out of heaven. Well, and I think people think of it as heaven, so... We're here to clarify what New Jerusalem really is about, what to look forward to, and boy, I can't wait. Yeah, me neither. I mean, that's going to be the ultimate sanctuary city. Unlike this world where, you know, wickedness and evil reign supreme right now, I don't think it'll always be that way. Mm -hmm. Eventually, I think that it'll run its course, wickedness will, you know, die off. But it's going to be, it's, you know, it may take a long, long time. Right. Because right now, people are just so used to living according to their flesh. And they've got to learn, you know what, it's, it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't work long term. No, God has a plan for all of it to work out. And I think people look forward as they get older to retirement. Well, I think that's retirement for us. <laughs> Not really, but I mean, that would be what would, a Christian's retirement would look for is going home. Well, it's, you know, it's a place of rest for sure, mm-hmm. as opposed to this world. We don't have a place where we can go and just say, hey, I need relief from all the, Burdens. you know, yeah, all the, mm-hmm. everything that go, goes down, that you know, the wickedness and evil that is running this place. Right. You know, it, it, this place is like tor- torment to us, uh, people who are righteous. And, of course, if we live on New Earth... In New Jerusalem, which is the ultimate sanctuary city, we will, it'll be like the exact opposite. We'll actually right. have rest there. Well, it's but it's something that we'll be able to look forward to. And where, you know, rest in peace, kind of the idea that there's only going to be peace there. It's not going to be confrontation and fighting with the powers that be or whatever. Well, know? Jerusalem is called the city of, of peace. peace. Right. So that's the reason why it's called the New Jerusalem. Because it's a new city of peace, and it's going to be the ultimate peaceful city. Right. And that's what, and it'll be that way forever, because only righteousness will reign supreme on New Earth and New Jerusalem. Only ones allowed in are the righteous. Right. No wicked allowed. And we're going to learn about that here today. The first place it's actually mentioned in our Bibles is actually in the third chapter of Revelation. Mm. And this is a message that Christ himself 
gave to the city, I mean, to the, the city or the church there in Philadelphia. And we're going to read that passage of scripture because this is very interesting what Christ told that. And of course, this applies to all the, the people that overcame, you know, right. that were part of the first, these are part of the first resurrected group right here. Right. You know, the, the, these seven churches of Asia here that, that um, John was writing to, the, the messages that Christ gave to all those churches applies to all of them, not, even if it just went to one. Right. So what we learn about is this new Jerusalem. He gives us some information on it. Behold, I am coming quickly. Hold fast what you have, that no one may take your crown. He who overcomes, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go out no more. And I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which comes down out of heaven from my God, and I will write on him my new name. You know, of course, Christ is declaring here, you know, hey, I know that you're going through a lot of trials and struggles there to that to this church, but I'm coming quick, okay? In other words, my coming, my return is going to be very soon. That's why I'm saying it's like, it's ridiculous if, a lot of people believe that Christ hasn't. Most of the, most people believe Christ hasn't returned yet. Right. And here he told this church specifically, "I'm coming quickly." Right. To most people, this was nearly two thousand years ago. Come on, I mean. Well, that was a verse that you really struggled with because yeah. it didn't seem plausible quickly and the amount of time we've been. Well, waiting. I mean, here that church was struggling here, and then Christ said, "I'm com- I'll, I'm coming quickly. You you just have to hold fast." And that's what he's trying to tell you know. Just, just hold out. You know, you can, you can make it. I'm, I'm going to be there as soon as I can. Was, and, and, and there's almost like, and then of course, if he hasn't really returned yet, that would almost be a lie. I mean, really would be. This is one of the scriptures that, well, if you don't believe he came, he would be a liar here because no one's definition well, is. And that's pl- why you yeah. struggled with it. But why would he say it if he didn't mean it? But you know? the promise he gave this this church is. Basically, that he they would be pillars, and that means you know, like you know, we the way they're using pillars is like a pillar of the community, so to speak. You know, that's kind of the way it's used here, and we use the same way too. If somebody's a pillar in their community, that means that they're they're solid. They're the ones that are the the founders. They're the right. ones that are are the one, and that's what these guys were. These guys were the founders, right? And they they would be the founding members. Hmm. Of New Jerusalem. And of course, that city which came down out of heaven, this church and the people in it, they were the founders of this of, of this city. Now, we, and whether or not the city showed up right then, I'm not sure, or it showed up a little bit later after the thousand-year reign of Christ. We don't know. It could have been right away. or it, I, And I really think that everyone got their inheritance after the thousand years was up. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, the, the first resurrected here... Um, they lived and reigned with Christ for the thousand years here on earth. Right. While he was reigning here. And then after the thousand years was, was over, I think they went there to the new Jerusalem. Right. Is what I really think happened. But at any, any rate, even if he would have created then, that city would have come down then. That's fine too. That, that works. But I really think that, that Christ and the, and the saint, the first resurrected saints were here. Okay, that would make the most sense because that was what seems to indicate, and that's the reason why, of course, the Gog Magog War transpired. Mm-hmm. Because what it, they surrounded the camp of the of the saints, right. which were these people and the holy ones, and they, um, you know, 
And of course, God wiped them all out with that big war that happened. Fire. So if fire came down from heaven, destroyed that whole army and all that. We've already talked about that in other shows. But the point is, is here you have, they are going to be the pillars of the community. And this is what I think, that after the thousand years was up, they then went to their home along with the, the with the general resurrection. This is when the great white throne judgment happened. Right. And that's when the city finally came down out of heaven. And they were, of course, the founding members because they were the first resurrect. You know, because they endured all that hardship and persecution that the Church of Philadelphia had to go through during the Great Tribulation. Well, these people sound like they're pretty important. And he also wanted to give, it was this really was like an encouragement speech. They were, he was trying to remind them that it wasn't going to be a, a long, more drawn out time frame. It, it was going to be ending shortly. So he was trying to like boost morale. We're going to go over a little more detail of this city because Revelation chapter 21 has a great, uh, quite a bit of detail. We're not going to go over all of it in, you know, in, in specifically, but we're going to hit the highlights today because there's just so much there that yes. we can just go over. Oh, what kind of jewels were in this, in the city, all this other stuff. And, but we're going to go over some of the highlights of new Jerusalem here, talking about what it's going to be like. Right. Of course, you know, it, it's wonderful. It looks, right. it's oh, a yeah. wonderful city that is going to be, it come down out of heaven for us. And, of course, God's light's going to be shown there 24-7 and all this mm-hmm. other. Okay, we're going to read, we're going to turn to Revelation chapter 21, verse 9. And we're going to read about this. And there's some interesting things that I'm going to bring up here about New Jerusalem that I haven't really talked about before, but and, and things will make more sense. Because a lot of times, you know, my position on end times is definitely, I guess you could say, very unique and radical. Yes, I've always been a radical, but you know what? I'm just trying to look at things the way that I, I see them, trying to make sense of, of what doesn't make sense, and this is what I'm doing right here. Right. So we're going to read Revelation chapter 21, verse 9. We're going to start with there, and we're going to go through, we're going to read a couple verses, and then we'll move on here. Okay. Go ahead. Then one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls filled with the seven last plagues came to me and talked with me, saying, Come, I will show you the bride, the lamb's wife. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me the great city, the holy city, holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God, having the glory of God. Her light was like a most precious stone, like a jasper stone, clear as crystal. Of course, there John is carried away. This is, remember, after the new heaven and new earth showed up in the previous verses. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm saying this. I believe this city is on new earth. Okay. We're on older. This city shows up on new earth. And, you know, of course, it's coming down out of heaven to new earth. So I, I want to specify this because this is why, you know, a lot of times, well, where's this city at? Well, this is the city is in new earth. We're on old earth right now. We don't go there until the judgment, okay? And when's our judgment? Well, our judgment's if is is our after we endure to the end. That's when right. we get our judgment, okay? The Great White Throne Judgment, or I believe, already occurred in fourteen oh five A.D. or right around that 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 time frame. And so here, the Spirit carried him to a high mount to show him the city. It's not a natural city that was made for with human hands. Apparently, mm-hmm. this was a city made in heaven. Maybe right. by the angels. Who knows? Right, right. And so it's coming down out of heaven. And so the first thing 
Of course, it had the light of precious stones. And we're going to learn here that all these different stones they used in this structure. And, of course, it's a massive city that's come down. Right. Okay. So, obviously, he's getting this vision of the city. And that's why I'm saying the city obviously is on Earth right now. We would know where it was at. It's right. big. It's massive. And we're going to go over some more detail on this. Thing. Hard to miss. Yeah. So let's go ahead and, go ahead and read, continue on with verse 12 there. Also, she had a great and high wall with 12 gates and 12 angels at the gates and names written on them, which are the names of the 12 tribes of the children of Israel. Okay. So the next thing you have is you got 12 um, gates on this mm -hmm. city. Now, I think if you go to some of the other passages of Scripture, maybe like in Isaiah or Ezekiel, you'll, you see there's essentially three gates on each side. Right. Okay, north, south, east, west, each has three gates on it. Right. And then, so, you know, that would make sense. Of course, now that each, each of these gates is named after the different, one of the, right. 12, the mm -hmm. 12 tribes of Israel. Okay, so, you know, you can go into Simeon Gate or Judah Gate or, you know, Levi or, you know, these other, all these, all the right. 12 tribes, you're going to go through each one of these gates named after the 12 tribes. That's why I'm saying it's there's a unification here of Israel and the Gentile people. Okay, there's no, oh, well, we got to wait for um, Israel to rebuild their city right. and their temple and none of that's needed. We already have a unification going on here. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is what, it, what they're explaining to you. It's all been taken care of by God. And this is what's happening. Now. And then, of course, here, the gates around the city. Of course, there's going to be city walls. Only ones allowed in the city are going to be the righteous. <laughs> no wickedness allowed in that no, city. No. Right? Okay, so I'm just letting you know that's the reason why there's gates on the city. Not, not just anybody's going to be allowed in. Right. No, right. If you're not a righteous person, you're not going to be getting in. This is why, you know, you're, you want your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life and not outside. You know what I'm saying? Right. No, I agree. I'm just kind of inside thinking uh, it's going to be harder to get in there than Costco or somewhere else. <laughs> like, you know, when we were kids, we would go on base or whatever to show your ID. You know, you're not going to need an ID because they're going to know your name. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be, in, if you're written in the Lamb's Book of Life, which is what the Bible says, you're in. You're a member. It's like a members only club. <laughs> and so this is why it's important to understand. Right. This is the reason why I think the people on the outside, the people with, that, that's going to be part of the weeping and gnashing of teeth, folks, they are. This is one of the reasons why they're weeping and gnashing their teeth because they aren't going to be allowed in that that that's that enormous sanctuary city. Right now, the wall of the city. I'm sorry. Three gates on the east, three gates on the north, three gates on the south, and three gates on the west. Now, the wall of the city had twelve foundations. And on them were the names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. Okay, so again, you know, the three gates on each side, like I explained earlier. And, of course, here you have twelve foundations. So, the, the, of course, the gates mm -hmm. are named after the twelve tribes. Right. And the foundations are named after the twelve apostles. Right. I'm assuming Judas Iscariot's not one of those no. twelve. Okay, I guess it would he be Paul replaced. or whatever. That would be the other one. Okay. Matthias or something. Yeah, and they're not going to be naming Judas, the, the, the Judas um, uh, foundation going on there. No. The 12 foundations are... So again, there's going to be names of these famous things in the Bible right. that we're all going to know and recognize. This is what's great about... That's why knowing your Bible now <laughs> will, will ready you for the your new home. This is why you got to read your Bibles and know all what all the 12 apostles are. 
when all the 12, 12, tribes. 12 tribes of Israel were. So you'll you'll be able to just be like, oh, I know exactly where I'm going. <laughs> I know exactly what's going on here. I know where I, I know which gate I'm going into. I know all about that guy. And right. this is what what we do. We we learn about the. That's why I study your Bible. Learn about it. Yeah. It'll help you understand what's going to happen when we get to our new home. Okay? Well, it's not going to be a shock. You're you're going to be understanding where you're at because you've already studied and you learned all about their history. Okay, go ahead and start reading verse 15 then. And he who talked with me had a gold reed to measure the city, its gates and its walls. And the city is laid out as a square. Its length is as great as its breadth. And he measured the city with the reed. 12,000 furlongs. Its length, breadth, and height are equal. We don't really use that word furlongs, but you know, in, in the, the Greek word is actually... What? Stadion. Stadion. In other words, stadium. So that's where right. we get the word stadium from. See, mm -hmm. they, they always... So when you go to a... Uh, what? We go to a stadium. Huge. You know, it's it's that's that's the biggest... That's like their version of a mile or a mm -hmm. kilometer that they had in those days. Before there was a mile, before there was a kilometer, there was stadium. Stadium was the Greek word for the, the biggest... Their mile or their their kilometer they had, Okay. And so here we get the dimensions of how big this this is going to be. And a stadium was is about 0.2 kilometers, I think. So essentially, it's like it takes five stadia stadium right to equal one kilometer. Wow, and that's that's about about where, where you're at. So twelve thousand mm -hmm. stadium is equal to about twenty four hundred kilometers, right? Or fifteen hundred miles. Wow, right around that time. That's Huge. Can you imagine a city that has the length and width and height to be 1,500 miles or 2,400 kilometers? Wow. That's massive. I mean, to, to, I mean, just driving your car at 60 miles an hour. Uh-huh. I mean, it would take you a while. 100 miles, it would take you a while to get through that city. That's right. Sure, you know. This city is massive. Of course, it would have to be massive to house all the, the elect Right. In one city, that would get you know part of the lands book throughout all the through all you know all the righteous people from all the way well, through through time. And it's not going to be no crowded city, I tell you. I mean, there's going to be a lot of people, but it's going to have enough room for everyone to live, not crammed up like sardines or nothing. Well, yeah, that's a huge city, but right. again, well, what I'm trying to explain is that obviously. It's that's not going to be the whole world. There's going to be people on the outside of that city, unfortunately. And the people on the outside are the ones that they wished they would have made better choices in their life. Right. The city's massive. Compared to the size of the world is today, it's pretty small in comparison. Think about how massive the world right. is today. Right. This is, you know, I mean, yeah, it's a big city, obviously. And there's a lot of space there. In comparison to the whole world, mm -hmm. it's small. See, right. this is why. Because the majority of the people in this world are not going to be members, are not going to be of the elect to get right, into that city. Right. This is a sad part, the sad truth. Only a remnant make it into the city. Mm. Because so many people, they choose wickedness over righteousness. Well, you have to be an overcomer. You got to overcome. Mm -hmm. I'm just letting you know. And then the people who overcomes, and they they will have an inheritance in that city. Right. And I think outside the city too. But the point is in that city. But again, huge city. 2,400 kilometers by... And also, it's that high, too. I mean, it's the height. that it, it goes all the way up into heaven. Right. That's why I'm saying it's a new heaven and a new earth. 
the new heaven as well, because you'd have to have something that goes up 2,400 uh, 2400 kilometers right. or 1500 miles right so they, you know that's that means it's a different realm that God's created for the city okay probably our you know our our realm doesn't go up that high here right, right. in this world right. you know this is why I believe it is this is on the new earth where the realm is much bigger right okay and of course you know we see how large it is course he used a, a, a measuring rod so we know exactly right. how big this thing is set up right. it's set as a square it's a big square that came down out of heaven so it's a huge cube yeah it's like a cube it's like a board <laughs> cube man except it's better okay it's a god cube yeah it's like a rubik's cube that comes down out of heaven you know you know obviously there's going to be places for all of us there right who are inheritors right and that's why it's not bigger than what it is, because honestly, God knows how many people are going to actually make it right. and how many people aren't. And the majority of the people, unfortunately, mm. aren't going to be members of that of that city, aren't going to be inheritors, aren't going to get th their inheritance in that city. Mm -hmm. Only going to be those who are righteous and have overcome. Right. Okay. So that's why I always warn people, you got to be overcomers. Right. You've got to be righteous. You've got to say no to sin. Live according to your spirit, not according to your flesh. This is important. Okay, let's go ahead and move on here. Let's go ahead and read, okay. a, read the next verse. Then he measured its wall, 144 cubits, according to the measure of a man, that is, of an angel. The construction of its wall was of jasper, and the city was pure gold, like clear glass. Okay, so you see, there's walls... On this city. The city is going to have city walls to protect people from getting in mm. that are not worthy. Okay, that's why it's going to have gates. So obviously there's people going to be going in and out of the, the no point of gates if no one's going to go in and out, right? So we there's a lot of information we're getting here about, okay, there's going to be city walls in this thing, but who's going in and out? Well, I think it's going to be, you guessed it, the righteous because the yeah. wicked people can't get in. Only the righteous people will be going in and out of the city. Right. So what are we going to be doing? Well, we're probably reaching. We're going to be reaching out to the to the people on the outside, where there's going to be outer darkness, weeping and gnashing of teeth. Right. We know all how that all works. Lake of fire scenario. You know, unfortunately, most people in this world are not going to be making and becoming citizens of the city. Mm. And this is a sad part because we know what the Bible says. Everyone's going to get resurrected, both the righteous and the wicked. I right. even had, right. I even did a right. show on that. Yep. And this is explains who's on the outside of the city. There's people on the outside of the city. Who are those people? Well, those people were the resurrected that did not were the wicked. They weren't the righteous. Right. right. I want each and every person here to be on the inside and not on the outside because the only ones that allowed in and out of that city are going to be the righteous. Right. The wicked aren't going to be allowed in, in, into that city. They're going to be out thinking to themselves, and that's part of their, their torment, mm -hmm. is that they're going to wish that they made a better choice in life. They wish they would have sacrificed. They wish they would have cut off a hand or plucked out an eye to enter life, maimed, rather than you know entering life, and now they didn't make it. See, that's where most people are. That's why Jesus says that. Again, city walls. And, of course, the city walls are going to be made of pure gold. Mm. Okay, think about that. The city walls are going to be gold. 
<laughs> on this city, okay? It's going to be amazing, okay? That's why I'm saying gold won't be worth anything. Gold today, you know, we use it for, it has an intrinsic value because that's what man has put on it. Right. But in, guess what, in, in the new new earth, now nah, we don't be needing money. The money, God is the blood of Jesus Christ that's and he, right. it's already been paid for. Amen. So we don't need money there. Money won't be any use because people won't need it. Right. Okay. Living according to the spirit, you don't, there's no money in heaven. Okay. Mm -hmm. Money's a man-made construct. It's, it's, it's a device of the devil, essentially. Right. We don't need that in, in, on the new earth. No. On, in, in, in New Jerusalem, obviously. No. So that's why all this riches are going to be like normal for us. Then. See, it's going to be awesome. Okay. Well, go ahead and keep reading here. This, right. is, this is great. The foundations of the wall of the city were adorned with all kinds of precious stones. The first foundation was jasper, the second sapphire, the third Caledonian, Caledoni, Caledoni, yeah, and the fourth emerald, the fifth sardox, the sixth sardis, the seventh chrysolite, the eighth beryl, and the ninth topaz, the tenth chryosphrase, and the eleventh jacinth, and the twelfth amethyst. Oh boy, there's all kinds of jewels there, and they're all perfect jewels. Of course, they're going to radiate and glow from the light of God. It's well, going to be some awesome. Some of those are recognizable because there are some people's birthstones. Right. Um, some of them we don't use too much, isn't in, in that right? No, but I'm, I'm partial to the fourth one because that's emerald. <laughs> yeah. But, no, amethyst um, is also a birthstone. My birthstone's Topaz. not on there. Topaz oh darn! I don't get my birthstone on there. <laughs> no, but these are really. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say these are gonna be a whole lot prettier than we've ever seen them before. Yeah, they're you know they're gonna sparkle, and that's one of the things with the with the radiant light of, God. light of God. Seeing all these things sparkle like this, it'll it's gonna be like a light show constantly. It's gonna be awesome. Well, just just their beauty alone is just gonna be like we've never seen these stones before. It's gonna be on a whole different level. All right, let's go ahead and continue on. Revelation chapter 21, verse 21. The 12 gates were 12 pearls. Each individual gate was of one pearl, and the street of the city was pure gold like transparent glass. So now we learn that not yes. only was the walls of, of New Jerusalem... Well, Jasper and gold. Of, ...of pure gold, but now the streets are all going to be made of gold. Right. Can you imagine how expensive that would be today? Well, oh boy! It's like who who pays their streets with gold? Is that expensive? But for God, there's no limit on anything because it's not like it's 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 um gonna cost them anything. Right, they made it all pure gold. Right. Okay, pure. It's not going to be, you see the streets are made of gold. This is why it, God spared no expense. <laughs> I to, don't see, to make this make this city. I don't see any potholes that need to be repaired up there. <laughs> pure gold that. Uh, this is where we get the pearly gates. Right, right. Uh-huh. Yep. See, but this isn't heaven, folks. This is new earth, right. new Jerusalem that came down out of heaven. Right. That's why people get confused because they're thinking to themselves, oh, this is heaven. No, no, this is on new earth. And so, yeah, this is where the righteous are going to be dwelling. Okay, mm -hmm. we're going to get an inheritance in this city. This is why everyone on the outside are just going to be this wish. I mean, that's why it's going to be torment for them. Right. They are going to wish that they were in that. Of course, they're not even going to know what it looks like because they're only going to be looking on the outside and going, boy, I wonder what that city looks like. 
You know, well, and they're not going to be able to see any of it because they're they're going to be on the outside, never allowed in. Part of their torment might also be that they maybe read this and they didn't believe it, or they didn't persevere and and overcome, and so they didn't choose correctly, and so they're going to have an idea of what they're missing, maybe not completely, but I think you know this is really a beautiful place, a beautiful picture of a beautiful place. But it's not just going to be an easy way to get there. We, we, we're going to have to do what it takes. And it's going to be well worth everything we suffer and go through on this earth, this place we're at now. It's going to be all the torment and all the frustrations we're going through now and the struggles. It's all going to be worth it in the end. Go ahead and read verse 22. But I saw no temple in it, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. Okay, so this idea of, oh, we got to have the temple built. No, there's no temple needed. Well, actually, you know, the Bible says our bodies are our temple, our, our temple of the Holy Spirit. So, right. again, no temple needed. That's all a shadow of what was to come. See, that's one thing we need to understand about the temple was a shadow of what was to come. God didn't dwell in temples built by human hands. Right. This is very clear in the Old Testament here. He dwells in the hearts of man. And he, this is where he wants to dwell. And of course, now we learn there's not going to be no need for a temple mm -hmm. because God is the temple. Right. And of course, Jesus Christ is too. Right. So go ahead and keep going. The city had no need of the sun or the moon to shine in it, for the glory of God illuminated it. The Lamb is its light. So now we learn that, you know, hey, that thing was going to be illuminated 24 7. <laughs> no need for street lights there. No power outages. No power outages, no street lights, no worries there. And, you know, I, I guess apparently when we get into our immortal bodies, we're not going to need a lot of sleep because we're going to be hard to sleep when it's no night, right? <laughs> I mean, you know, that. I mean, just saying inside that city, it's going to be radiating light 24-7. Well, I don't think we're going to be as worn out or even get maybe get worn out like we do here in these mortal, in these, you know, yeah, um, yeah, it's hard bodies, to know. It's, you know, all we can do is get clues from what the Word of God says about what it's going to be like. But apparently, we're not going to need sleep, or if we do, it'll just you know be a, a small amount. You know, we just we, there's a lot of things we really don't know about our glorified bodies and what it, what they're going to be like. But anyway, go ahead and continue on there. And the nations of those who are saved shall walk in its light, and the kings of the earth. Bring their glory and honor into it. Okay, did you hear what it said there about wow. who's going to be in there? It's only the nations who are saved shall walk in its light. See, most people, unfortunately, are not going to be walking in its light because most people aren't saved, unfortunately. Mm. This is a sad truth that I wish that we could get more people to understand. Only the people that are going to be able to bask in the light and the glow of God in New Jerusalem will be those of the nations that are saved. The nations, of course, they use that word nations, but that's the Gentiles, that's, you know, of the people. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. ethos is what they, ethnic, where they get the word ethnic group. That's what we say. Right. And the nations, the, the, the people who are saved shall walk in its light. Right. So which means that there are going to be a lot of people on the outside not walking in its light. This is more proof, just like I said, this, is, this explains it all. There's going to be people on the outside not basking in the light. Us as God's people, we're going to be among the nations who are going to be saved. I hope. I hope everyone listening are going to be among the saved mm -hmm. that are going to be making every effort to enter through that gate. One of right. those 
one of those 12 gates. Okay. That's when we want to make it through, right? All right, go ahead and read 25. Its gates shall not be shut at all by day. There shall be no night there. And they shall bring the glory and the honor of the nations into it. The, the gates are open. And, of course, since there's going to be no night, it's just open all the time, apparently. It's like all day long they're going to be open, but because there's no night, it's going to be, they're going to always be open. So, again, there's open. We come and go as we please. Obviously, we're going to be going outside that city. We've got, you know, we're reaching out to the lost. Right. Apparently, that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to be helping those. And later on, we're going to learn we're going to help those who are outside. Mm. We didn't make it. We're going to learn that in the next chapter. You, you just have to understand, it's like, God has a plan and purpose for everything. Mm-hmm. And for, uh, for us, we're just not going to be sitting inside this glorious palace all the time, you know, just doing nothing. No, God wants us to reach out right. and help. Okay, so that's what we're going to be doing. And so we're going to, we're in, we, we've got a glory and honor inside that city. And of course, it's going to be a, a, a sanctuary city, the ultimate right. sanctuary city. Right. Unlike here, where, where there is no place to run and hide, because wickedness runs this place. Right. Which is unfortunate. Yes. Okay. But anyway, go ahead and keep reading. But there shall by no means enter it anything that defiles or causes an abomination or a lie, but only those who are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Again, you know, you got to be in the Lamb's Book of Life in order to make it into that city. It's just, that's just the way it is. And unfortunately, a lot of people I don't think are going to be in the Lamb's Book of Life. Because, you know, they're... Jesus is very clear. Few there be that find life. Right. Okay. And so this is why you've, we got to make every enter to every effort to enter through the narrow gate. Right. Because it's very difficult. But you know what? This is way the way it is. Well, so go ahead. I was going to say, with something that's so important like this, I mean, you're going to want to make sure you dot every I and cross every T. It's not something you want to take willy-nilly. Oh, um, it, you know, uh, it'll be good enough what I did when I was, you know, um, in the in grade school and my relationship with Jesus. I'm just going to call that good. No, we have to be every day, you know, denying our flesh, um, living for him, reading his word, walking, having a right relationship with God is the whole crux to what this wonderful reward is going to be about. Okay, well, next chapter, he goes into this idea of the river of life. And I want to really talk about this because this is kind of important because we know there's going to be people on the outside of the city. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be the righteous on the inside of the city. Okay, so only the righteous can go back and forth in the city, right? That's what we were learning. So go ahead and read Revelation 22.1. Okay. And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the middle of its street and on other side of the river was the tree of life, which bore twelve fruits, each tree yielding its fruit every month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. Okay, there's a lot of information in that one verse. We learn, you know, that there's this river that's basically in the middle of New Jerusalem. Okay, this is called the water of life. And this is kind of interesting, okay, because here, there, the tree of life, it's back. Because the Uh tree of life, remember, was in the Garden of Eden originally. And you read about that in the very beginning of Genesis. We learn from Genesis this tree of life was a very important tree, okay? And now it's back, but it's a very exclusive tree. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, it's the most value. I would just have to say, it's the most valuable tree in the world. Mm-hmm. Because its fruit produces life. And of course, here you learn about this tree. It bore 
12 fruits each tree yielding its fruit every month. So in other words, we learned something else about about New Jerusalem. There's going to be months. We're going we're still you know how we have 12 months right now. Well, there's going to be 12 months in, for all eternity. We better get used to it. It bore that's why I'm saying time will never end. T- time will continue to go on for all eternity because God's designed it that way. And, but like I say, there's going to be this river with a tree of life in there and it's going to bear fruit every month. Okay, Unlike trees today that bear fruit once a year, this tree is going to be bearing fruit every single month. Okay, and But you, you look at the leaves of this tree. You know, obviously the leaves of this tree were for the healing of the nations. And of course that word healing, great word. Right? What's that word here? Healing there. Therapia. Where do we get the word therapy? Right. right. Mm-hmm. In other words, the leaves of that tree was for the therapy of the nations, mm-hmm. or you know, of the you know ethos or right. ethnic groups. Allison. Right. In other words, who needs to be healed? Well, obviously, it's not the ones inside the city. Right. Who are going to be the ones that are going to need treatment? Well, we know who it is. The people that are on the outside. Right. The unfortunate thing is that we, the leaves of this tree are are for the healing of the nations. Mm-hmm. Of the people who didn't make it. See, they need to heal spiritually from their depravity of their sin. And so, you see, what we're going to be doing is we're going to have a job to do. When we get, this life is over, our job is is to help out those who didn't make it to help heal them for treatment of the nations therapy. We're going to be helping the people out that, that are are going to need helping. You know, it's unfortunate that so many people are going to be there needing that. I'm I'm just trying to tell you because what I'm espousing here, really no one else is really talking about this. Mm -hmm. No one else is talking about because most of the, the, Oh, there's heaven and hell. People go to heaven and then everybody else just goes to hell. Well, I'm sorry, but, you know, I'm reading a completely different story here as we're going through this passage of Scripture here. See what I'm saying? Don't just listen to what people are saying. Read the Bible for yourself. Because as I'm reading details of this passage of Scripture, I'm getting a completely different picture of what's going to happen in the next life than what 99% of people are are, are preaching these days. Well, it's really important to know the truth and to have the accuracy of God's Word. And not just take someone's word for it and not just assume that, that that's what preachers are telling you. That's what it's got to be. No, read it for yourself. Don't be fooled. Don't be surprised. You know, I didn't know that. Oh, well, there's no excuse because it's written in God's word and we have just as much access to it as a preacher does. You know, I think that's really what it is, is we should be knowing these things and then keeping them on point and saying, hey, I read this. Why are we being taught that we go to heaven when we actually go to New Jerusalem and why are we being told that, you know, people just go to hell and we go to heaven and that's that, that? What, what about, you know... Well, yeah, um, when the Bible says everyone gets resurrected. <laughs> right. I mean, the wicked and the righteous. Of course, the wicked people, they're going to be in outer darkness. Will they be weeping and gnashing of teeth? And, of course, it says that they're going to be to shame and everlasting, everlasting right. contempt. They're not going to be tortured there, but they'll be tormented because they made the wrong choice in their life. This is why they're under torment. It's they're gonna they're gonna be wishing they lived. Of course, they're gonna live long lives. I really think that right. you know, because the new earth is like, like it was back in the Garden of Eden days. 
you know, all the people were living, you know, thousand years and whatnot, okay? People were living long lives. So, obviously, I, I'm, I'm going to talk a little bit more about this, because Isaiah gives more detail about that, too. That people living long lives, you're trying, well, who are all these people? I thought we were going to live forever. Oh, well, you, you, I'm going to give you some details here and explain why everyone on this new earth, including the righteous, are going to be aging. Okay, and this may shock you when I say this. But before we get to that part, we're going to read the last couple right. verses here. Go ahead. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be it, and his servants shall serve him. They shall see his face, and his name shall be on their foreheads. There shall be no night there. They need no lamp, no light of the sun, for the Lord God gives them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. Okay, so we're going to be reigning forever and ever. It's going to be ages of ages, right? Okay. Now I'm going to get to the point what I what I talked about earlier here. Okay, now we go down to verse 24 or 14 of this chapter. Okay, mm -hmm. it's of course we talked about who's going to make it into the city. It's going to be the righteous right. people that are obedient to Christ. Right, who lived and endured. Yeah, endured. We're obedient to Christ and everything else. And so we'll go ahead and read 14 here, chapter 20, verse 14. Blessed are those who do His commandments, that they may have the right to the tree of life, and may enter through the gates into the city. Okay, so you see, like I say, <laughs> you got to follow the commandments of Christ in order to mm -hmm. see. See, the idea there is, I think everyone's going to be aging, but if you have access to the tree of life, right. that's the key that's going to allow you to be living forever. Mm -hmm. that, that, that's even according to Genesis. You go back to Genesis, and I'll, maybe on another show we'll go to Genesis, mm -hmm. and we'll read that passage of scripture that God's, God told them that, yes, that's the reason why they had to get kicked out of the Garden of Eden. Right. Because if they would have eaten the tree of life, they would have lived forever. And that's the way it's going to be for the righteous people. But you see, there's a city walls that are blocking people from getting to that mm -hmm. tree. And only the righteous are going to have access to the tree of life and allow, allow us to live forever. Mm. Everyone else, they're going to age right. and die. Okay, just like everybody else did. Now, they're going to have long lifespans, I believe, just like it's described in Isaiah, right. chapter 65. But they'll eventually pass away and die because they don't have access to the tree of life. Mm -hmm. Okay, and This is why I'm trying to say the whole key is, what does it say? Those who do his commands right. will have access to the tree of life. In other words, we've got to follow Christ and his teachings. Verse 15, the last verse, go ahead and read that one. But outside are dogs and sorcerers and sexually immoral, murderers and idolaters, and whoever loves and practices a lie. So we know outside that city, unfortunately, are going to be those who are wicked. The wicked are going to be outside. Those people who are resurrected and they are to everlasting content. Just like what, what, what the other passage of scripture we read before. Resurrection of the wicked. They're going to be outside. But you know what? You look here and... Uh, they, 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 it looks like they just get mortal bodies. They don't get immortal bodies like mm -hmm. we get. Okay, and uh, so I'm just saying, there, those what people are the sexually immoral, murders, idolaters. They're outside the city. They aren't going to be allowed in. And this is what's going to motivate people eventually over time to, okay, I want in. Right. I want into the city. You know, I'm, I'm sick of my lifestyle, the way I'm living. I don't. I'm tired of, uh, of living in squalor and, and junk all the time. I want to live in prosperity. And this is what's going to motivate I want to do what eventually. it takes to be able to live that nicely. You know, it's not just an easy thing. They can't just say, oh, I'll do it. And then they they have to follow through. And it's 
um, you know, doing the right when even you don't feel like doing the right. That's really what was the way. See, we but look. us, we get our inheritance because we saw through it even without. Right. Just by faith, we trusted. Right. See, they, these people are not going to only have faith, but us, we we're having to, we're doing all this by faith. Right. We're trusting that this word of God that we're reading is all true, right. and we're living our lifestyle in accordance. And God just loves it. He revels in this. He loves it when people can go, okay, man, there's my person. There, that person is doing my will. And they're going to get a reward for that because they didn't see this. They just believed my words. They just trusted my words. And I'm going to give them that inheritance that, they, that, they, that they're going for. And that's right. what, what we want to do. Right. We, the Bible gives us these promises so that we can be motivated to believe them and trust in them and live our lives in accordance. Well, isn't that what Jesus said? Better is he who sees, who believes without seeing. You know, that's really what it is. It's, it's living by faith. Knowing that God keeps his word and his promises. And he delivers, you know. That's right. This is going to be the most beautiful place we've ever set eyes on. And I am so glad that I, by the grace of God, will have an opportunity to go there. Me too. It's a massive city. Our ultimate sanctuary city. <laughs> Unlike today where there's really no place to run, no place to hide from wicked, evil, for dark forces of this world. No, no, not on New Earth. <laughs> New Earth, it's a completely different story. It's righteousness that's running that that world. Mm -hmm. Not like our Earth. Because we're living in Satan's little season. Not only because it's, it's in our biblical, Bible. Right. But. Because it's the only thing that makes sense. Join or contact us at satanslittleseason.org. This is a non-copyright Living in Satan's Little Season production.